Hey there, friends. It's Nick. Okay, so we've talked about what a metaphor is. We've talked about what they do, what they can deliver for us. Yesterday, we went through the different things. It's understanding, it's meaning, it's creativity, and it's attention. Today, I want to talk about how you can actually go about creating the metaphors that work for you. And there's a simple three-step process, and I'm going to say simple. Of course, simple doesn't mean easy, necessarily, but it is a simple three-step process. And it starts by, by us deciding what it is we need to communicate. So I said yesterday that, that the metaphors, obviously, are really they're, they're connecting two diverse things and kind of smashing them together. And that's how we create the, the kind of the, the sort of cognitive effect, right? But we have a source thing then and we have a kind of a target thing. And those are the two things that create the connection. So you've got a source thing in your head. It might be you, it might be your service, it might be one of your products. And you have something that you want to communicate about that, some kind of core property or idea or emotion or whatever it might be. And the first step then is to is to decide what do you want your audience to think or feel about your source thing. And then the second step, of course, is to look for look for where that that thinking or that feeling or that property appears elsewhere in the world and of course it has to be it has to be in the world that your audience would understand yeah so it may be a niche thing but it has to be something that your audience if it's a niche audience would understand and it might well be that you you can get quite a list of those kind of things it takes time but if you kind of dig into it and scratch away you can usually get four or five things at least where the core thing you want to communicate exists elsewhere in the world. And then, of course, the third step is looking for the best of those things. And I'll, I'll do an, an example um, to make it a bit less theoretical. I'll do an example from my own life, my own business. But what the, th- the kind of things we're looking for, I think, to, to create that best step. Well, you'll, very often you'll kind of know straight away. When I was doing this exercise, and it took me, I guess, maybe half an hour of sort of scratching away to come up with something that that immediately felt like it had legs. So very often you'll kind of know when you get the right thing, but the best metaphors are true. I've, I've, you know, I've seen that around as an idea and I, I really, not, not true in the literal sense, obviously, but they're true in that kind of intuitive sense. In other words, we get it, they, they make sense. They're adding more light than darkness. And the other thing very often is that the, the, the target kind of object or thing brings with it more than one kind of connotation, more than one related kind of thread that you can you can pull through. And again, well, maybe maybe I'll just talk about about the example that I've got going through this same process. So one of the challenges I have with storytelling is it's quite amorphous. It's quite wishy washy. It's quite, quite kind of cloudy. And even though if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that that, you know, great storytellers can kind of rewrite reality you know, in some sense, because our brains are telling a story anyway. And, you know, we know that that we can use stories to change people's perceptions of the world. And perception is reality, right? You've, if you've been through my um, emails and what have you, you can find that if you search online for story.business. If you've been through those, you'll know about all of that kind of cognitive science and what have you. But even though stories can be extremely practical in business, and even though a lot of people say, you know, they pay lip service to it, they say yes. One of the problems I have is that I can't 
you know, I struggle to articulate sometimes the the extreme sort of practicality and precision maybe of of this thing that we're studying together. Right. So I want to give I want to I want to encapsulate that kind of thing. And on the journey that I went through, I started off by just thinking, I want to I want to articulate this idea that if you know how to tell stories, you've got a kind of unfair advantage. And we know there are metaphors like that in the world, right? You know, there's I've got friends who talk about, you know, if you do this, you're parking on a downhill slope. So that's a metaphor for starting, you know, it's easy to start. Or you might say you're pushing on an open door. Yeah, does that make sense? And I started thinking about things like, oh, well, storytelling is like losing 10 pounds of fat and gaining 10 pounds of muscle, right? Which is a, a good thing. It gives you an advantage, but it's not really relevant to the space. Yeah, and what we, what we know is is whatever your source object is will make a difference to how it interacts, obviously, with the, the target object. You know, if yesterday we said, or two days ago, I think I said, you know, the most one of the most famous metaphors in literature is Juliet is the sun. And that and that adds that takes certain things from the sun and puts them onto Juliet. But if I said um, the nuclear explosion was the sun, you would get different things out of the sun and you would put them, you know, the source filters and affects what we take out of the of the target thing so which is all a roundabout way of saying that I did have to scratch around when I was finding my thing I talked to I talked to myself about storytellers are born beautiful you know in that way that 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 beauty gives us this kind of unintended kind of um or not, not unintended unearned kind of advantage like height <laughs> neither of which I have beauty or height but those those two things, you know, we all understand that if you're tall or if you're good looking, you have a kind of a of an unearned advantage. At least, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you've been to the gym, fair, fair enough. But I, w I was trying to close down, and I'm rambling here because I, I want to I want you to understand the actual way that it actually worked for me. It's not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows and what have you. It, it took work, but I was trying to zero in on what I actually wanted to say. And, you know, I went through a few. You know, one of the things I did this morning, because we're going away shortly, long drive, is I went and I put air into my tyres, the car tyres. And honestly, you know, when I, when I did it, it was like driving a different car. You know, suddenly we've got responsiveness. We've got that sense of agility, that sense of really sort of, hugging the road it doesn't it doesn't have all of that kind of uh, sort of sloppiness you have when the when the car tires are so i haven't done it for ages and that's a that's a kind of a metaphor right you know there, there'll be a point where i can use that in in a podcast or in my business to talk about something probably something quite small you know if we if you take the i don't know the readability the fluency of your sentences and make it better it's like putting air in your tires it allows the sentences to flow. It allows the reader to, to get around the corners. It gives everything an extra sense of control and agility and momentum. You know, I can imagine that kind of working. But it wasn't quite what I wanted for this, which is, again, to try and to try and get a sense of the practicality, the, the kind of the power, actually, of storytelling. And I went through, you know, storytellers can rewrite reality. I went through storytelling is sorcery, which I've used that before on the podcast and, and things. You know, there is a sense that, stories can kind of conjure meaning and conjure value out from nothing 
but where I ended up, and this is the point where I, I thought this is really right, this is the one that, that actually I could see having some legs, is this. Storytelling is surgery. Storytelling is surgery. Now, surgery is the opposite of the kind of the wishy-washy, kind of arty-farty kind of impression that some people might have about storytelling. Surgery is about saving lives or making things beautiful, right? It's powerful because we can talk about cutting. We can talk about life and death. We can, you know, I, I can build... I can build quite a lot around that idea that storytelling is surgery. And I can imagine talking about that to a client on a call, on a discovery call, and then building around that a whole series of vignettes that talk about how powerful and practical and useful storytelling is. Does this make sense? I think it does, because I'm really happy with storytelling is surgery, even though it took me a while to do, but that's okay. That's okay, because this is the craft, right? This is what, whatever we're creating, we want to put some time into it. And tomorrow, in the final podcast, what I'm going to do is just talk a little bit about how we can build on a simple metaphor like that and make it stronger, make it more powerful and make it more kind of vivid. So we'll do that tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Remember, your story means business. Bye now. <laughs>